This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. Still lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! All right, guys, welcome back. Episode 107 of the Morning Skate. Happy November. I'm currently sporting one of the thickest mustaches I've ever grown in four days. It's a fucking beauty stash. Everybody's been complimenting me on it. Everybody at work told me today that I look like either a 70s porn star, a 70s detective, or a 70s anchorman. Furthermore, that I look 35 years old, which normally I look like I'm 12. So big week for Ked coming up. Just won the Halloween costume contest at work as well. Dressed up like a John Deere tractor. Just got back from Placid a couple nights ago. I'm living life. Hal? How you doing, bud? I'm all right, dude. I'm trying to do this November thing as well. Unfortunately, I have this weird issue going on. Like, I don't know if this is why, but I grew up, when I grew up, I had, like, super blonde hair, and my facial hair grows in, like, half brown, which my hair is now, and, like, half blonde. So it's, like, super prepubescent, like, looks like I've never tried to grow facial hair before. Tough look, but I'm grinding it out, dude. Here's the thing, though. You can definitely notice it. And I, I, I used to be there back when I was 12. And what I would do is I would use uh, Just for Men. You should Just for Men that fucker black. And it just it pops. No, dude. I think I'm just going to go au, au natural because, I mean, I'm never going to be a mustache guy. It's just one of those things I have to admit to myself. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to stay true to my colors and just have one of the worst ones there is. So mine's like decently thick right now and i've been talking to the old lady and telling her how much i really really like the way this looks and how it could be a permanent thing and let me tell you what she shut that down faster than she's ever shut anything down before i i I, she gave me the go for november which i'm like good with but like i do you think i could be a permanent stash guy yeah i do i think maybe it's one of those things like well i was gonna say i was gonna say maybe like you shave it for the summertime but like summertime dude you got a good tan going like it really pops so it would pop so good. Plus, I bought this new Call of Duty video game, and all these fucking guys have sick mustaches. And it's like, that's that's sick, dude. <laughs> salute, salute the service. So right now, we have tons of things that we kind of got to get into. I thought it was a slow week. We say this every fucking week, dude. It's like, oh, we don't have that much, and then it's an hour-long podcast. So top into it. NHL News, play the fucking music. Go. Boom. <laughs>
before we started, there was a there's a little back and forth whether or not we were going to do it tonight. Hal said he wanted me to bring my all. How do you think so far? I thought that was a pretty good entrance to NHL in the news. Yeah, dude. I would say arguably you have more energy than me right now. You're kind of carrying the podcast, so I guess that just means I have to step it up, too. But that's what leaders do. They lead by example. I respect that, dog. All right, first things first. Hal is in Arizona right now on a work trip. That's first thing, and I thought this was only fitting. Arizona Coyotes announced a sellout crowd of 17,125 the other night at uh, their arena. Four of the Coyotes' past five weekend home games have been sold out. So shout out to Seth holding it down there in uh, in Arizona. Hal, last time he was in Arizona, he went to a game. Do you think we're uh, we're gonna see you there this time or no? I don't know. That it's that's a lot of progress. So I have a few thoughts on this. My number one thought is uh, I'm kind of shocked. Like I kind of went in detail about my experience at the Arizona Coyotes game, kind of talking about how it was not uh, what I'm used to with NHL games. <laughs> So I'm pretty pumped for the team. Like, the only thing I will say about me going personally is part of the reason I went to the Coyotes games because I got, like, lower, lower bowl tickets for, like, $29. And I was like, fucking feed me. Uh, a lot of people, if you're, like, a Senators fan and you know how hard it is to get to the arena there, it's really similar in Arizona. Like, it's like a $40 Uber from anywhere that's relevant, like, there and back one way. So that's cool. What I was going to ask you, though, is so I'm pumped that Arizona – is like latching onto their hockey team. Like Vegas did it in the desert, like Arizona can too. It's awesome, and they've always had these issues. But my question for you is like, why do you think this is happening? Like, they're eight, four, and one, which is actually a really good start. Now that I say it out loud, but I wouldn't say like they've just like blown the doors off of teams. Like they're not even top three in their division at this point. Like, is it Phil? Is it just strictly Phil Kessel effect? Like, what what do you think is driving the Arizona Coyotes tickets to be doing so well at this point in the season? I think there's a couple of things. I think you nailed the first one, Phil Kessel. I mean, he, he puts asses in the seats. That's number one. Number two, you might think this is dumb, but I think Paul Bissonette plays a big role in Arizona with what he does on spin chicklets and all the shit that he does for the Coyotes. And he makes that team enjoyable. Like, whenever the Coyotes are on, I'm never like, fuck, I hope the Coyotes lose. I'm always kind of have them in my back pocket where it's like, oh, well, that'd be cool if they pulled one out. Third thing, a lot of youth, man. They have uh, Clayne Keller. I like that Dvorak kid. And the only reason I like him is because I was a huge Radic Dvorak guy. I don't think he's related. He might be related. I'm not sure. I actually think he's American, but that might be really wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, And then, like, they have the sick jerseys. And I think the fourth thing, which I hate doing because everybody just always brings it up, but Austin Matthews being from Arizona, maybe Arizona's starting to become, like, a hockey op-ed of some sort. I'm not entirely sure, but it's good for the NHL. It's good for Arizona. I like that they're 8-4-1. I I, do you remember back when they were in the playoffs and, like, they had the white towels and they had that place fucking bumping, man? That was actually kind of fun to watch. Yeah. No, it no, it definitely seems like once they get into the playoffs, it's a really fun place. I think Arizona's just, like, one of those places like L.A., Miami. Uh, although the Kings do well with, like, their fan base, most people that live in, like, warm climate areas are too busy just, like, being hot and, like, having their shirt off and, like, drinking expensive drinks at the bar with like Instagram models. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not like, like when you live in <laughs> Buffalo, New York, like, and you like the Sabres, like you live and die on the Sabres. But like when you live in Phoenix, like you go out and you like go to a rave and then like you go to Lollapalooza or some shit like that. Like, do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, live, you live through the chain smokers. Dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just waiting for the chain smokers next mixtape to drop. So 
So, yeah, I think you brought up really good points, and I just really quickly want to touch on this. We didn't write it down. On the flip side, the Islanders are off to, like, a huge start. Um, looking here at their home attendance, they're averaging 11,000 a night at home. So Shocking that the junior varsity squad in New York nobody cares about. Okay, but what's even more shocking, just because I'll throw this out there because I'm sitting at this page, the Ottawa Senators, so I know they're like the worst team in hockey and their attendance hasn't been great, but they're still Canada. I'm like, they used to still pull. I don't know if like their ticket prices are inflated for the product that you're getting, but they have a worse attendance than the Islanders. They're selling out 58% of their arena right now for games. That's 11,259 people. And everyone knows too, like everyone's been there. Like we've gone to AHL hockey games or like we've sold 5,000 tickets for this game. You look around, it's like, buddy, there's like 775 people there. So if they're putting down their official attendance at 11,000, like what, what is the actual number of people showing up? That fucking sucks. I have a hot take on the Senators. Go ahead. I think within the next four or five years, which again, it's pretty far away from now. I think they're going to be pretty legit. If you look at the defenseman that they got, Brandstrom, I think I said that, he's going to be a fucking stud. They have Thomas Shabbat, stud. Brady Kachuk, stud. I love John, what, John Gabriel, Gabriel Jean Pajot. I don't know his name. Now think about this, dude. They are last, they're either last or second to the last in the league in the NHL. They're going to get a high draft pick. Furthermore, they have San Jose Sharks first round pick this year, who is also either 31st or 30. 30, 31st, or 30, I don't know how many teams there are. But as of right now, if there were no lottery, they would have the number one and number two pick of next year's draft. I mean, that's pretty fucking good. And this draft coming up is stacked. So on top of all the young kids that they have, and they have, like, Colin White, and they have, like, good role players, I think if Otto – do you think this is just Eugene Melnick, dude? Like, do you think he's just like, you know what, you guys make fun of me. Look at how many prospects I got now, bitch. No, dude, I don't think that's I don't think that's it at all. I think the attendance can be linked to Melnick and people being like, fuck you, I'm not paying for it. But I mean, I don't think Eugene Melnick's like exactly like a uh, a prospect sniper where he's out there like being like there's this guy from Latvia in the fifth round, we need to grab him. Like I don't think he has a fuck's clue of what's going on on that end. Um you're right. I mean they could be good. I will say this. I I know you might be a little biased because they just spanked your Rangers. They played the Bruins close uh, the other night. We'll get into, like, the scary shit that happened in that game. But they kind of grind it out. Like, they're not uh, they're not a team that you just walk over. Like, there are a few guys that really stand out to me on that team. And one of them, and it's a weird name I'm going to say, is Tyler Ennis. Um, is beginning a lot of ice time, dude. Like, Tyler Ennis has had such an up-and-down career, and he's such a little dude. But I like the way he plays. He's, like, grinding out there, and he's getting power play chances. And I think he's putting up decent points this year compared to where he was in – I think he was on the Leafs last year. So I don't know, man. It's just weird seeing guys like Tyler Ennis try to get their second chance. I tweeted out something earlier last month, and it was like, you know what? Like, I feel like Ottawa would be a sick place to play in the NHL just because nation's capital. You can skate the river. And somebody responded, and they said, you know what Ottawa's like? It's pretty much comparable to Albany, New York. And I don't think that they knew that we were from upstate New York, and that really hit home. So I don't really know how I feel about it. I don't know, dude. One thing I, w- I will say, I've been to Ottawa a couple times. I actually I actually enjoy it. Maybe it's because I was younger, like playing in hockey tournaments. But I had a blast every time we were in Ottawa. Uh, and there seemed like to be some pretty cool places. So I think it's – to say something about New York is a little disrespectful. Oh, sick, dude. You played international hockey tournaments? That's cool, dude. 
<laughs> What's next, dude? All right. Uh, Robin Leonard, dude. Sticking. He used to be an Ottawa Senators goalie, didn't he? Like when he yeah. first came. Uh, segway out of way, Chad. Uh, calls out the Buffalo Sabres to, uh, the other day. <clears throat> they were asking him about his stats and all this stuff, and he, he pretty much said, like, you know what? Like, people always bring up last year, but I played for arguably the worst defensive team in the league for three years in Buffalo, so it's nothing new, and I put up good numbers. Right now he's pointing a 939 save percentage. Neck tattoo, Robin Leonard. We're big Leonard guys. Do you think he's bitter about the breakup? With Buffalo bringing that up, like he could have just said, I put up good numbers with Buffalo, but he also said that they're dog shit defensively. So, what do you have on that? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. I think he felt slighted from Buffalo. I still don't really remember why. He was pretty unhappy. And I also think you have to remember, like, when he was at Buffalo, that was like last year when Berglund, like, was like, fuck this, I quit hockey. Like, I'm going back to Sweden. Like, it obviously wasn't the best. Right. Yeah, to right. Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly fell out of love with the game. We all remember that. Yeah, how could we forget, dude? And then we all, and then we came on this podcast and talked about how Ryan O'Reilly will never win you a Stanley Cup, and then he won the consummate the same year and beat my fucking Boston Bruins. That was a tough look for us, but yeah, dude, I don't know. I I, I like Robin Leonard. Like everything that he stands for is really cool. We've talked about this for years before Leonard even really heated up. Like we've been a Robin Leonard positive podcast, and I think part of it just comes back to that neck tattoo. Where the bottom line is, the guy with the neck tattoo, you got to think he's going to hold a grudge against you. He's going to have that vengeance in him, and he's someone that just doesn't forget, you know? Guys with neck tattoos have seen some shit. They live through some shit, and when shit hits the fan, that's the guy that you want with you, 100%. And I will live and die and breathe by that sentiment. And, I mean, just and really quickly, too, if you look at their D now, like, their D this year is actually pretty strong. Montour, Colin Miller, Jake McCabe, Ristolainen, I don't know, Dolan. I'm sure I'm missing somebody else. I think uh, Bogosian's like a pretty great like veteran, like sixth defenseman for them if he gets healthy. So their D is definitely better than what it was. But you can't fault the guy for playing in front of like the worst D forever. But side note, and this is going to be not very relatable for a ton of people on our podcast, but I think everyone has a league like this. So we when we played high school hockey way back in the day, which was like well over a decade now, which is depressing as shit. Um, there was this team and it was like this small ass school. They were called Mohanison. Um, and they had this goalie. This was like the type of team, like everyone played it, whether you played like juniors, high school, just like peewees, whatever the fuck you played growing up. There's always like a team that you beat like 25 to nothing. Every time you play them in the fourth line plays and coaches telling you to like make six passes, their goalie save percentage was always like 962. Like, and I think it was just cause he was getting 70 shots a game, even though he was giving up eight, his save percentage was always best in the league. And I didn't really mean he was, like, a good goal. I just feel like eventually if you just face a ton of pucks, like, stats look good. Yeah, you're going to stop a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just facts, dude. All right. Uh, we're just going to move on. Um, this happened in the Jets. Uh, wow. Knights game the other night. Uh, Adam Lowry puts a uh, body on Alex Tuck, who's also a New York native. Uh, Hurts Tuck. Immediately afterwards, they sent out Ryan Reeves to take the face off. You can see Adam Lowry just be like, fuck, all right, time to answer the bell. One of the best fights I think that we've seen this year. I wish it went on a little bit longer, but I thought it was really cool. That was like the old school hockey. Hey, you fucked up. Now you got to you gotta pay for it. Lowry's like, okay, let's do it. I, I loved everything about this. What did you have on this? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think there's, this is one of those topics where we'll have, like, disagreeing takes on it. Uh, 
Yeah, for Lowry to stand in there and just fight arguably the best fighter in the league right now is everything that you want. Like, it kind of tells you what kind of player he is. Regardless, I took a look back at the hit. It was a little dirty. I don't really know. I don't really know if it's something that, like, he needed to answer the bell to. But if someone challenges you, then you got to accept it. Like, just the way hockey is. Um, so, yeah, I liked it, too. The one thing I will say, and I'm not 100% sure on this, I tried to quickly look through Adam Lowry's fight card. Like, not a lot going on. Is Ryan Reeves really that great of a fighter, or are there just not that many great fighters left? Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I think he is. He's tough as shit, dude. But you're also right. There really aren't, like, the Darren Langdons, the Proberts, the McGrattons, like, Colton Orr's. Like, there, what... there really aren't that many heavyweights anymore. So my question is... Adam Lowry's not a small guy. He's a big dude. Yeah, and you don't have to answer this question, but, like, hypothetically, like, if Bob Probert went out there and took that face off and fought Adam Lowry, like, do you think the same result would have happened? No, I think Adam Lowry would be eaten through a straw. Bob yeah. Probert was one scary motherfucker, dude. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. And this might be a really bad take. I like Ryan Reeves. I just kind of want someone to challenge him. I'm just waiting to hear about this guy in the AHL who's fighting 20 times a game and he can put up, like, 10 points in the NHL on the fourth line so someone will call him up. Like, we need a new heavyweight. We need a new heavyweight. Ryan Reeves is 32 years old. Like, heavyweights don't last that much longer. Like, we need someone. Brass yeah, I- I, w- I would agree with that, man. I mean, we really haven't seen any young kids come in and be like, I'm going to fuck your day up. Right. You know what I mean? But speaking of kind of guys that could give Reeves a go, sick segue, kid. Milan Lucic was just recently suspended two games for what people are calling a sucker punch on uh, Columbus Blue Jackets guy Cole Sherwood. What did you have on this? I mean – Okay, before we get into this, guys, if you're listening to the podcast, people are allowed to have disagreements. Like, I can say something that is completely different from what you have to say, and you don't have to hate me, and I don't have to hate you. Because I have a good feeling what Hal and I are going to say right here. You guys probably aren't going to like it too much, but I think it needs to be said. So, Hal, what do you got? Yeah, I um, I don't think this is going to surprise you. Everyone knows I'm a huge Milan Lucic fan. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. Every time someone's texted about this or, like, I've gotten snaps about it, texts about it, tweets about it, my response has been the same. You don't touch the goalie. If you allow people to touch the goalie, then they're going to keep touching the goalie. (coughs) Oh, man, I I get that it wasn't really that vicious. He was just poking at the puck. But Milan Lucic did what he had to do. He punched the guy in the face, and guess what? I don't know if he went back into the game or not. I think he did. Like, I don't think he was, like, seriously injured, correct? Or am I wrong on that? I don't know. That's the only thing. If, if people are upset because he got hurt and he's still hurt, I can see why you'd be upset. But I don't think the guy was hurt. No, I don't either. And regardless, I bet you no one else ran at the goalie like that again. Uh, counterpoint counterpoint that a lot of people are making, and I will acknowledge it, is that people were saying that Lucic was just pissed off that Sherwood picked his pocket. And then kind of like that's how that all started. I don't really give a shit, dude. Like, as a Milan Lucic fan, I've seen time and time again him just run after people and just throw a punch. Like, if you get in Lucic's kitchen, then, like, that's the price you pay. Like, people are talking about James Neal and Edmonton over and over again and, like, how they won that trade. And I know I said some really dumb things about how I thought Milan Lucic was going to put up points. He clearly is not. But what Milan Lucic is still valuable to the Flames for, Jesus, that sentence sucked. In this league, Lucic is valuable because he does shit like this. This is the bottom line. The Calgary Flames are a better team because he does this. Like, there are so few teams that have a guy to be able to stand up for Luke, to Lucic in the situation. I don't know. I ran on, but I love it. The people that said 
that he was just mad that the kid picked his pocket. I think that alone proves that this is not a cheap shot. If you are out on the ice against Milan Lucic and you go up to the goalie and you hit him with the fucking with your stick when he has the puck covered, you better know Milan Lucic is coming after you. That's that's what I don't understand the whole sucker punch thing. Like the kid looked up and saw Milan Lucic going up to him. Did, did you think that Lucic wasn't going to do anything about it? Like how is that really a sucker punch? I get it was quick and all this shit, but like, dude, you have to be aware of who the fuck is on the ice when you're doing something like that. That's true, dude. And that's something like the whole word sucker punch is a funny thing because sucker punch used to be like guys like one guy would have his gloves on and be like, I'm not, I don't know. Fuck. My point is, is that nowadays everything's a sucker punch because no one actually accepts fights. Like everyone turns down fights and turns down challenges. So like if you want to do something, you have to punch someone in the face. And when I grew up playing hockey, like if somebody did something dirty on the ice, whether you agree or not that it's dirty, if I thought it was dirty in my mind, I had every right to retaliate however I needed to. Yeah. And like we grow up the almost like the number one thing that is instilled in your head that if somebody touches the goalie, all fucking bets are off. And it's been like that since you're a fucking little kid all the way up to when you're in the NHL. If you touch the goalie, dude, you better be ready to fucking stand up for it. Am I wrong or am I right there? Like, I used to go touch goalies just because I knew a scrum would fucking happen. Like, that was one of my favorite things to do ever. Especially because, like, there'd be people around you. You touch the goalie. Somebody grabs you. There's so many other people. And then you can just start fucking throwing to anybody. And that was, like, fun for me. And I just, I don't know. You uh, seem like the type of guy who would, like, snow a goalie. That was the one that always... A thousand percent, man, because it, it creates a little bit of fun on the ice. Dude. Yeah, that was, that was, like, as a defenseman, that was the one that really pissed me off because it's like, you didn't hurt the goalie, but you're just kind of a douchebag. But now yeah. I have to, like, do something about it. Yeah, it's like, oh, you teabagged my goalie in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking stand here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, sticking with the Flames, I don't know if you saw this, Makachuk scored an in-between-the-legs goal against Nashville. Uh, it was like almost like a one-timer looking fucking thing. Did you see this goal? Yeah, it was sick. I think Bouchergras said it was the greatest goal he's ever seen or something like that, which I thought was a little bit of an overreaction. It was definitely a really cool goal. One of those ones like replay 20 times on Twitter. Um, I mean, I could never fucking do it in my driveway. Dude, whenever I try to shoot the puck between my legs, the puck never leaves the ice. Not once. And it normally goes to the fucking corner. I don't know how people do it. Yeah, and I have a really dumb take on this one, too, is that um, I actually lost a little bit of respect for <laughs> because I think, like, in order for me to, like, really think, like, you're super nails, like, you can't be, be able to do stuff like that. Like, he's got he's got a little – he's been to a couple too many skills camps in the summertime for me to take him seriously as a tough guy. That's all I'm saying. Tell you what, fucking big old Walt Kikachuk wouldn't be trying that shit. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like he, I think like what did Brady Kachuk say? Didn't he? Didn't you have a quote? On what he said. Uh, I don't think so. Fuck. He did say something though. Oh, he said that. Yeah, he said that Matt got more of the skill and he's more of the meat and potatoes guy. Yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, like I, I already am levitating more towards uh, Brady being the meat and potatoes guy because I think that's what their dad was. I don't know. It was a really cool goal. Goal. I don't know what I'm getting at. Now let me. So the Rangers played the Senators tonight, and Brady Kachuk was literally everywhere. These Kachuk brothers are an absolute problem to anybody who has to play against them. They have the skill. They chirp the entire time. They're gritty. I mean, you look at what Matthew and uh, Drew Doughty have been going after. Brady Kachuk slowly becoming a hated player in the league. 
I would love nothing more to see them on a line for Team USA. Like, do you think we'll ever get to see that? That seems like something that would be so obvious for Team USA to do that they'll never actually do. Like, could you imagine, man? Like, they showed in the game tonight, because Brendan Lemieux and uh, Brady Kachuk were going after it, they were showing old highlights of uh, Claude and Keith Kachuk fighting USA Canada, and it's like, fuck, man. Like, I wish it was still like that, and I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. Because, like, the fight that Keith Kachuk and Claude Lemieux had for USA Canada was, like, an all-time fight. Two big boys going at it. And I had no idea how big Claude was. I always thought Claude was kind of, like, smaller. But if you look at that fight with him and Keith Kachuk, he really held his own. Yeah, no, Claude Lemieux was a good fighter. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I the only way I think USA Hockey would ever have those lines paired up is if somehow John Tortorella got another job, which I just don't see happening after the last World Cup. Or he let the morning skate kind of roster the team and just let them go out and just beat the shit out of each other. How long till we have to deal with a new USA team? Oh, man, I don't know. I always get confused about the Olympics. I don't know if it's four or eight. It's, a, it's real disappointing in my mind. That and the World Cup just has my mind in a fucking blender. <laughs> no clue. And here's uh, one thing. This is typical morning skate. I didn't put it down because I haven't looked into it. But next week we're going to talk about Dustin Bufflin because I think there's some Dustin Bufflin Winnipeg Jets drama going on. Whether or not it was an injury, whether or not he wants to be in Winnipeg, there's like some shit going on. So reminder, we're going to talk about that at some point. Uh, moving on. The Washington Nationals won the World Series. Now they're partying with the Capitals. I thought this was a really cool quote from Ovechkin. Uh, Ovechkin on the Nats at the game tonight. they they're going to have beers. They're going to have lots of chicken wings and nachos. They deserve it. That's pretty cool. We're very happy for guys, for the whole city, for fans, for this arena. They was in the fight, and they finished the fight. Loved it. I love how whoever quoted him didn't even like try to make sure that the sentences made sense or sounded right. They just went right from what Ovechkin had to say. Love that. Uh, chicken wings, beers, nachos. Ovechkin just seems like a fucking cool guy. And speaking of Butch Ross saying that was the best goal he's ever seen, I think the best goal I've ever seen is that for like one of the first highlight reels of Etchkin ever had against the Coyotes when he went in and scored on his back. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, way back in the day when they had those old like blue and gold jerseys. Yes, mm-hmm. that was that was probably the sickest goal ever. That will always stand up. Um, my hero of the week is actually Ovechkin for a different quote. So I agree, and it's funny because if you listen like the the arc on Ovechkin. He was like, we were kind of down in the dumps on him, like for a little bit when this uh, podcast started, and then it just kind of skyrocketed and it stayed up since they won the cup. Um, two things on this: one, did you see Kuznetsov's quote? Yeah, it's something about like they're, they're too sober. sober. I don't remember anything. Like maybe coming off a four-game suspension for cocaine, you don't say something like that. Yeah, we get it, dude. You like to party, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, the room, dude. Take it easy, Kuznetsov. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. That guy just loves the party. My my second thing... And wait, I, wait, wait. I think it would have been hilarious if they flagged him for a drug test right then and there and he failed. That would have been a fucking all-time moment in NHL history. Yeah, dude. I Unreal. So, my other thing on that was... I don't know if, like, the... Did you see the video of them singing, like, We Are the Champions? Yeah, I was going to kind of put it as my zero. I think I have a different zero, but, like... How can you do that? You you didn't win last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, have you heard of the St. Louis Blues? Like, that was, like, a season before, like, I get it. Like, the city won, like, a couple championships, like, two years apart. Like, we're celebrating together. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was awesome how, like, the Nationals were doing that thing where they're, like, pouring, like, beer to fans, like, down from, like, their box and shit. Like, the Nationals, 
I will give them this. They matched everything the Capitals did in my mind. Like they went all out. Like they're doing the Oshi chug and everything. That was super cool. But again, my negative, if you're a Washington Capital, like you got to look to the left and look to the right and be like, maybe we shouldn't be singing. We are the champions right now. Yeah. Like I just started to be a GM mode or franchise mode on MLB and Trey Turner's my starting shortstop. I thought this was really funny. There was like an interview in the locker room and like a couple of the guys, I don't know who they were in the nationals. I don't think they spoke English all that well, and they were wondering what was going on, and Trey, Perner, Trey Turner grabbed the puck, and he goes, yeah, this is a hockey puck. And the one guy goes, oh, yeah, this is hockey's baseball. Hockey's baseball. And then they just start fucking going nuts, dude. Like, I thought that was kind of fucking cool. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, do you think that when TJ Oshie first put a T-shirt over his head and pounded a beer, do you think that he thought that was going to turn into a thing? Because he does it all the time now. And now I'm kind of getting, like, the Washington Capitals are nothing but just WWE wrestlers who, like, do, like, their same, like, shtick every time. Yeah. No, dude, I don't know. That's It's a really cool move. And what I don't get is, like, I feel like if I tried to do that, I would fuck up. Like, I just don't – like, through a T-shirt makes sense. Through a jersey, though, like, it's like – Dude, like, you're you're literally waterboarding yourself with Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Name something more American than waterboarding yourself with Budweiser when you're fucking TJ Oshie. Who, re- who is – what was TJ Oshie's, like, most American quote of all time when he scored those shootout goals? He's like, I'm not a hero. Like, the troops are the heroes. Yeah. <laughs> TJ Oshie. Dude, TJ Oshie's kind of the man. I like him a lot. Uh, we kind of touched on a little bit. Bruins, uh, Senators, there's a really scary hit. Scott Sabrin, I don't think this guy ever thought he'd be in the news this much this year. He first got clowned on by Austin Matthews. Then he ended up scoring. Really, really cool. He worked his way in the AHL, grinded it out. He's a tough motherfucker. Went to throw a hit on David Backus, and I think their heads collided. Sabrin knocked out cold, falls to the ice, can't brace himself, bangs his head on the ice. Really, really, really scary shit. David Backus was, like, crying because of how, like, scary it was. Plus, he got concussed, I'm pretty sure. That's what people were saying, which isn't a good look with David Backus. He's, he's slowly becoming the Billy Bob of uh the nhl this was just awful i didn't watch it live i'm assuming you did how scary was that shit yeah so it was saturday night i was like pretty beers deep i was explaining to ked like i like to be very hungover when i have to fly cross country so i was just doing my part that night first period dude i mean i don't know i haven't seen too many scarier situations i honestly thought Saverin was like paralyzed like no movement whatsoever like getting knocked out cold before you hit the ice is a such a scary fucking thought too. And the craziest part of it all is just like a pretty clean hit. Like I don't know. Like, freak thing. An yeah. absolute freak thing. There was no maliciousness. It was it, guy just finishing his check. Yeah, I'm I am not one to get very emotional over hockey injuries. Like that was one where I, I was like taken back by it. And I'm really happy that the dude's okay. I mean, I don't really know exactly what the injuries are, but he's alive and that's good enough for me. And he can walk and he was moving extremities. Uh the Bacchus thing you said, too, dude, it sucks. I, I kind of was hard on Bacchus a couple episodes ago. I really like the guy and his career and everything, but at this point, like, dude, that's a lot of concussions. Like, I hope – I don't think – and he's a really smart guy. I think he's going to figure it out and take his time. And maybe what he needs for his career is to take a long time after this concussion to get healthy and really take a look. So I hope he's all right. My one thing on this, though, so – so it was kind of crazy how this arc went. So Sabrin got injured, um, and the play started up again. The rest of the first period was dog shit, like, which is to be expected, right? Yeah. No one knows yeah. what's happening. And then the second period and third period came out, and there was, like, a lot of pissed-off people at each other, like a lot of, like, scrums after the whistle and stuff. 
My point being, though, is if you're on the bench right there, and I don't know, if you're on, let's say you're on the Senators, if you're on the bench and you're a fourth liner and you see Sabrin go down, you don't have to fight anyone, right, because it was a clean hit. But in the back of my mind, what I'm thinking is, like, don't you think you just got to go out there and just start throwing the body as much as you can? Just because you have to, like, show – someone has to show the rest of their teammates, like, that was a fluke. Like, we play hockey a thousand games a year. Like, get it out of your system. Because, I I don't know, you just don't want to – like, you don't want to play scared. I feel like if you play scared, that's how injuries happen. Like, and you're hesitating towards pucks and shit like that, so – I don't know, man. Do you agree with that? Like, as an NHL player, like, you got to be pretty shooken up and kind of rattled next year. The, the moment that you start playing scared is when really bad shit can happen. Like, really bad shit. So, you're right. I think, like, as fucking weird as it sounds, like, you just, you have to just play it as if it was any other game. That's, that's really hard to come back from, especially being on the bench and seeing that shit. I thought it was really cool that the Bruins and Senators both, they all came out on the ice. Uh, I forget. I think Kachuk went up to Bacchus and was like patting him on the shoulder, like, "Hey, buddy, like I know that wasn't your fault." Like, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. I it was just and about David Bacchus, man. Like he's one of the last. Like I put players into groups in terms of like decades, I guess, and shit. And like you see, like Keith Kachuk, Chris Chelios, Jeremy Roenick. Korea, all those guys. Like I, in a weird way, put backets with those guys because those guys fucking worked their ball, their balls off. They hit. They played hockey the way that I like hockey being played. Not saying the game is shitty now. Like I still enjoy it, but like I miss those old days of like people being able to back shit up and like finishing every check, battling through fucking wooden sticks. Like I love that. And David Backus, I think him and like Ryan Getzlaff are like two of the last people that I think that can play in today's NHL and play in the old NHL that makes sense and that's just something that i really wish like we could all just take a step back and be like fuck man i'm thankful for guys like that yeah and i i would go sabrin could have played in the old nhl too because they were fucking crazy dude these are the kind of guys that just they put their body on the line and i think and i think too just to add to that point like Bacchus is proof like you know how they always say like the craziest guys sometimes on the ice are like the nicest guys off the ice like Bacchus just seems like like seeing his emotional reaction he's just like one of those like and i know anyone would do that that's not really gen like necessarily being nice but he just seems like such a a good person you know what i mean like you want him to be your dad kind of yeah. guy so yeah i, I would love to drink a beer with david backus and see what the fuck he has to say but yeah. again really happy sabrin's good uh <clears throat> moving on back to the new nhl andre Shmechnikov, i definitely butchered that name scores the first lacrosse goal sick carolina hurricane did it shocking there's so much fun what do you have on this <laughs> but you know what the, you know what the worst part about this is before we get into it i had a hockey game that night and i tried doing the michigan behind the net and i didn't even get the puck off my fucking stick like everybody saw me try to do it i'm skiing back to the bench and their bench is like you can't even fucking do that in warm-ups I'm like jesus fucking christ and i get off the ice and of course the carolina hurricane did it just to add insult to injury yeah dude no i mean super hard thing to do like i couldn't do it in practice like i can't imagine doing an nhl game my two things on this one did you see some guy in sweden did it like earlier that day oh, like, so it was sick, like, oh, dude. Cool. bank pass off to himself yeah. <laughs> like, are yeah. you shitting me we were talking about this actually in in the locker room afterwards because i was still getting beaked by the boys like when i tried doing it i tried to like cup it like you like you kind of learn when you're younger i don't know how nhl players keep doing this thing where they just kind of just put their stick down and pick it up i've not the first person i ever saw do that is rick nash and he did it like whenever there was an icing he would just with one hand like he'd get the puck and he'd pick it up and just give it to the ref. I'm like, how the fuck is this guy doing it? They they do it. I 
I could practice for like four months straight and not be able to do that. Dude, I honestly think, and I could be wrong. I just think they have like crazy ass like wrist. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, like they were broken way power. before I was. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree on that, dude. I mean, I don't know. Like, it was cool. I, people are saying like another. That was another goal. It's so funny. We have all these like all time goals situation. Again, I would take Ovechkin's goal over that. Like, it's definitely a cool move, and it's more of like a novelty situation. But like, just based on like all the other factors going on, like it doesn't really. It doesn't really get me that like hard. You know what? You know what I'd be really pissed off is like everybody calls it the Michigan goal. It was by a guy named Mike Leg. Like if I was Mike Leg, I'd be like, why the fuck aren't they calling this the Mike Leg goal? Yeah, but you know what? Do you know Michigan men, dude? They love the school. That is true, dude. They they are very selfless. So that is true. Um, and then last one in NHL in the news, Taylor Hall. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. All these Devils fans are like, oh, he's going to resign. He's going to resign. Well, the Devils aren't having a good year. They're getting booed at home every time they play. They're blowing leads left and right. And they got booed the other night. And Hall was quoted, we're kind of battling our own fans right now. We're, we were one for three on the power play, and we were getting booed. It's a tie game, and we're getting booed. That's a tough, tough environment to play in sometimes, especially when you're at home. I know that when you're playing somewhere and their fans start booing, it's a fun environment for the away team to play in. Sounds like trouble in paradise, and I love it. Yeah, I've had I've had the same take all season long that the NHL's cooler when the Devils are good or relevant at least. I mean, to Taylor Hall, I'll say this: I get it. You were in Edmonton, you were a whipping boy. wasn't really your fault what was going on there. You come to New Jersey, you think you're going to have less pressure on you, but then what happens? The Devils get good. All of a sudden, you're in the spotlight. This is New Jersey. Like, do you know what people from New Jersey are like? Have you ever seen the Jersey Shore pal? They live on drama. They're not afraid to boo. You think people from Jersey are afraid to boo? Give me a break, dude. Know your surroundings. It being, It's just like Philadelphia. When you play in Philadelphia and that's like the same region, the same type of person, that is the type of fan that you're going to get. They're going to be hard on you when you stink. And then when you're good, uh, they'll love you to death. But, I mean, you just got to roll with the punches. I don't really think people in New Jersey – give a shit if you're one for three on the power play like all they care about is what they see at the current moment is dog shit and they're gonna let you know get over it i don't this this plays right back into the new nhl old nhl like could you imagine if taylor hall was on the docks when chris pronger was on the docks and he went to the media and said oh i don't like the fact that our fans are booing us what chris pronger would have done it's like dude do fucking do something about it yeah i'm i'm actually i'm out on taylor hall like if i was a team I know, like, it doesn't seem like he's going to be back in New Jersey. If my team was one of the teams in the bidding for him next year, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't really want it that much. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like Taylor Hall, in order to be successful, maybe he's going to have to have a couple down years and then end up being, like, third or fourth best forward on a team. And then in that role, maybe he'll really succeed. But when he's your number one guy, like, I just I don't buy it. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Taylor Hall is going to the Bruins next year. Zero <laughs> percent chance. I would cry. All right. Speaking of uh, Bruins and Rangers, it's time to get into our talk. Uh, the Rangers. All right, guys. This is going to get emotional for me. I have dealt with Mark Stahl my entire life. I've hated this man back when people said he was good, when he wasn't good. People know my old man passed away this April. He also hated Mark Stahl. We would go on and talk about it all the time. This was my first birthday without the sheriff. Shout out, sheriff. Missed the fuck out of you, buddy. And on my birthday, when my dad isn't here to get me anything, what happens? Mark Stahl is scratched for the first time in his 13-year career. And if you're telling me that's not the sheriff shine down on me, telling me I'm doing a great job doing what I'm doing, there's nothing else that – it just doesn't make sense. thought it was really fucking cool. Yeah. Rangers, 
Rangers go 2-0 and without stalling the lineup up until tonight. The, the kids are playing very well. Capo Caco's playing well. He's starting to get his shit together. Panarin's going to score 300 goals. Same fucking shit. They ended up losing tonight, so Stahl's going to be back in the lineup, sadly. But, like, could you believe that? The Stars couldn't have aligned any better. The first time in his 13-year career, on my birthday, he gets caught or scratched. I, unbelievable. What did you What did you think when you saw it? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I think I texted you. I definitely – I saw your tweets, and I liked them because I – I, I saw your tweet the day before when you were talking about fucking uh, how that's all you wanted for your birthday and the fact that you came, it came true. It was really unbelievable. So That was I, just like the stars aligning. Yeah. So, I mean, good for you. We talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. The downside is that your D just got lit up by Ottawa, and now Mark Stahl is going to be back in. So, uh, I mean, did you enjoy the three games off? It was the best, dude. It was unbelievable. Like. That, and, dude, they played so well the first night that Stahl wasn't there. They played Tampa, and they beat the shit out of the Lightning, who one of the best teams in the league. And then they beat Nashville, one of the best teams in the league, and it's like, what the fuck's happening? Then they stinker against Ottawa, which, which sucks. But Capo's uh, got three goals. Panarin really good again. And Brandon Lemieux, man, this guy, telling you, Lemmy, you make fun of me for calling him Lemmy. Fucking love him, dude. Big Brandon Lemieux guy. What do you got going on in the Bruins world? Nothing, dude. I mean, I'm just going to keep this going every single week. It's the same old shit again. I don't know what our record is now, like 11-1-2 or some bullshit like that. It's like a four or five game point streak. I think Brand Carlo. How? Hold on. Is this real life 29 points in 14 games? Yeah, David Postonak has 29 points in 14 games. So kind of put that into perspective, Brad Marchand has 28 points in 14 games. They're the first time that a team has had two forwards that are averaging two points a game in the first 14 games which is a really cherry pick stat but at the same time dude i mean 29 points in 14 games like he has like in the national hockey league yeah holy fuck it's it's fuck it's insane right now he had another goal tonight he's red hot dude i don't know i mean it sucks not to go back to the stanley cup finals but the only team that had been able to figure out has been able to figure out that first line in the last year and a half has been the St. Louis Blues. I don't know if they were injured last year or what, but it seems like that first line kind of got shut down that last round last year, and they're just taking it out on their opponents. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I can't really put into words how well that first line looks right now, but I, I'm loving it. You got to have Pasternak healthy. I think a big part of that was – didn't he, remember he fucked up his wrist or like he yeah. fell walking home or something like that? Like you got to make sure he's in bubble wrap, dude. Yeah, and we'll get that. We'll get to that too. Bubble wrap with Pasternak for my zeros of the week, but it's really good, man. Every everything's pointing up Bruins right now. Um, I don't know about you, but it, I think it's because November just hit. October is kind of like a weird month for hockey. November, I'm kind of like settled in. I'm like, all right, this is the regular season. Like the grind is beginning now. Um, yeah, it's good shit. It's fucking awesome, dude. I love it. Uh, now we're gonna get into our beer league roundup. I'm going to talk about my shit really quick. Our, our current standings, 2-1-2. and two, uh, We had a back-to-back this week, and I think it was because we didn't have a game the week before. What, what are your thoughts on a back-to-back beer league game, beer league schedule for the week? Disrespectful to the players that pay league dues. It was like, like half of me is like, fuck, I get to play hockey again tonight. And then after the first period, I'm like, I am dead. Like, absolutely dead. I can't move. Yeah. Dude, that's that's brutal. I would, I mean, my my league is one game a week. I thank the gods for that every week. I couldn't believe it. And then I don't know. A uh, couple of funny things. We have we have this one guy on our team, Shiba, 
Jimmy Sheeran, absolute beauty. He's been on our team for years. A little background on Jimmy Sheeran, power forward. Uh, pretty good guy, but I think as he's gotten older, you know, age hits us. Just like, same with me, same with everybody else. He's the guy that brings his own cooler on the bench, filled with Miller lights every single game. He doesn't miss out on that. And that's on top of the beers that people get after the game. He just makes sure he has his own personal six-pack. Uh, he's on our team, and his sister is on the team, and she's really good. She played D3. She was, like, player of the year, really, really good. And last game we thought it was a good idea to put them on the same line. And holy shit, the banter on the bench when they get back from the bench and they didn't score is one of the funniest things ever. Screaming at each other about passes, like, oh, I fed you perfect. And and Melissa's like, you're a fucking idiot. And they're going back and forth, dude. You know, Shibo, it was, it was an all-time moment watching him and his sister just battle it out on the bench. like, And they weren't kidding around. Like, it was like, I fucking hate you. It was brother-sister shit. It was something that I wish I had a GoPro for. It was unbelievable. I mean, and that's got to be – is that her first – is this her first season playing with you guys? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow because Jimmy Sheeran's been – guy, just your, cons, your professional beer league role player that you can count on every single night. And then his, and, little, his superstar little sister comes in and she's putting up points. I mean, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow. So my heart's out there for him. And I, I just, I wish you, everybody listening to this podcast, if you played beer league, I wish you know who this guy was, because he is like, he's everything that you'd want as a beer league teammate and more. Like, he's, he's just the man. He bought himself a new lunch. He bought himself a new cooler this year because the old one was leaking. And then he gets in the locker room, fucking giant smile. We're like, Jimmy, what's going on? He's like, boys, new cooler. And we're like, oh my God, here we go. A uh, couple other things that happen in the game. Our goalie gets hurt like once a game. He's, he's a really, really good beer league goalie, thousand percent. Now, every time he gets hurt, I happen to be on the ice. Like it's after the play and I get on the ice for a faceoff or whatever, and he's lying on the ground. Is it bad that my first thought is just like, get the fuck up. I want to keep playing. It's your goalie? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How old is he? he he's probably my age. And it happened a lot last year where like, We'd have like he would get hurt. Our defense would have the puck, and I'd be hanging at the far blue line, just waiting for a pass. And they blow it down. I'd skate down. I'd be like, Kyle, get the fuck up, dude. <laughs> yeah, having a having a goalie who likes to go down and like be injured and get grumpy about it, it's actually a really tough thing to have. Like you need. You... But but in his defense, this isn't him like going down and being grumpy. Like most of the time, he's actually hurt. Yeah, that sucks. Then I mean, I don't know. At the same time, though, like beer league goalie is such an unloved position because really the only thing like it, when you go you show up and you have a bad game, like everyone like kind of hates you. But at the same time, the team literally relies on you. Like all anyone cares about is like, does the goalie know the games? Like what time the game is? Like is he coming? Is he on the way? Like, <laughs> like being a goalie is a tough spot for beer league. So you got to give him some slack. He's like one of the best beer league goalies I've ever played with. This kid, he used to be he used to skate out, and then he like a couple of years ago, he's like, all right, I'm just gonna be a goalie now. And like again, shows up every game, IPA on top of the net, like. He he knows his shit, and the one thing that he has in his back pocket is if anybody ever starts beaking him for it, he's like, you know what? Like I can play. You want to put on my pads? And then everybody just shuts the fuck up. So like he he knows he has that in the repertoire. And then two other things. One, you know that like old cage? It's not really a cage, but it is. It's like white and it like crosses in front of your eyes, but then like your your teeth and your jaw are free. Yeah, it's kind of like almost like a almost looks like. Kind of like the goalie, like Chris Osgood kind of situation. Yes. So when you see a guy with that mask, what do you immediately think? Um, I immediately think he's probably over the age of 40, and he was probably pretty good in his prime, uh, and he might have a mean streak in him. Exactly. I played against this guy the other night, and 
fucking right on your stick whenever you're in front of the net. And I get back to the bench and I'm asking a couple of guys, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Apparently he used to be the captain of RPI back in the day. So it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. He's pretty fucking good. And I like, you have to respect it. It's like, fuck man. At like some point in his life, he's like, I'm going to put this fucking cage on and I'm going to ride with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, that's awesome. I, uh, you always, that's why with older guys that still play and they're like, you always got to give them the benefit of the doubt that if they're still playing at that age, they're probably really good at some point. Exactly. And then last thing, uh, we should be getting our jerseys either tomorrow or sometime next week, which is very exciting stuff. We ordered three sets of jerseys from Lagos Sports. You guys hear about it. We always kick it off with these guys. We got our jerseys for our team. We're always a black team, so we got like the old Chicago Blackhawks, their jerseys. Those are sick. We got a white set of jerseys, which are going to be really cool, and I actually ordered an extra one, so we're going to be doing a giveaway with that. Uh, I will figure out the whole details of how you have to enter to win that. And then we also have uh, – we go up to Lake Placid every winter and play in a tournament with the Queensberry kids and we're the Adirondack Mighty Drunks. Last year, we got the white old uh, Mighty Ducks jerseys. This year, we got the green ones from D1 uh, Mighty Ducks. Going to be pretty cool. So they're going to be coming in the next couple of days, so stay tuned for pictures on that. Shout out to the Laga boys. Fucking pretty pretty cool stuff. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, what do you have in your beer league? Anything? Not a lot, dude. I mean, two, I'll touch on two really quick things. One, I have this really good system going. We're 2-1 and one right now. Uh, I think we have the best goalie in the league, which is really getting us going. I'm racking up points, and it's a pretty simple system out here. Uh, I'm going to break it down for you. We have – it's not impressive, dude. We have uh, one kid. He's like a local legend, um, and the basically it comes down to this. I get the puck on the breakout. And I hold on, hold on. Self-proclaimed local legend, or is he actually a local legend? So he's not like – so this kid didn't play college or juniors or anything like that, but he's a kid – he like went to like one of the worst high schools in the state, and he his senior year he put up like 115 points in like 20 something games. Dude, I love those kids. I love. We talked about the how the goalie always has a six eight percentage. We forgot to mention there's always one kid on their team that has 100 goals, and everybody else is at a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's that guy, dude. And like he's like probably I think he's your age. Um, he still has wheels. So every breakout, I just find him. He goes down. I'm getting secondary assists for days. So that's my system right now. I'm gonna keep riding it. Uh, I potted my first goal of the season. It's good as a defenseman to get that one off the chest. Uh, second note, though, which is a little sad one, our captain's a very emotional guy. Um, he takes a lot of pride in our team when the rest of the team really doesn't take pride in our team. He sent us this really long pump-up text about uh, our game this week, how we're playing our number one rival and how we all have to be ready and prepared. I'm away for work. I had to, I sent him an email. I was like, sorry, man, I can't make it. I'm away from work. No response. This dude always responds. He's the type of guy who responds like two, three times to your one response. Like no response, got ghosted. Like I don't know. Like I might be out. So that's gonna be a tough one to build that back up. He's not mad. He's just super disappointed. He's so disappointed. I mean, and he was ready to go. Like biggest game, biggest game of the season. He says so far in our three, four game season. Yeah. What do you think about this? So one last thing on the beerly talk. Uh, we do every single, like a different person brings a 18 pack or a 30 pack after every single game. And normally our captain, our other captain would send out like a pump up speech or whatever. And now he's doing it where if you have to bring beers that game, you have to do the pump up speech. And there has been some hit or miss pump up speeches thus far this year. What do you have on this? I think it's kind of like a pretty funny play. Cause there's like some kids who just don't talk. And then like, they send like a super long text message. Our buddy Blair had to do it last week. What do you have on this? I'll pull up Blair's pump-up speech quick. 
Yeah, so, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's all right. The, the only problem with it is if you give the pump-up speech, does it have to be in a text? Can you send a video? Oh, you probably could send a video. I haven't even remembered that, but yeah. I think I think if I had to do that, I would send a video. It's kind of putting the guys on the spot, but at the same time, I like the move by the beer league uh, captain because basically he's making everyone buy in, right? you got to buy into the system, so I'm all about that. All right, so this this is Blair's pump-up speech. Big tell tonight, boys. I take full responsibility for the two-game hiatus, so let's get back on the winning train. Eagles blood has been talking shit all week, saying black hockey is a bunch of washed-up has-beens. Well, tonight we show them what black hockey is all about. Dump and chase, mucking it up in the corners, and rebound goals. Fuck cutting off goat's heads. Tonight we're drinking the blood of Eagles. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, dude. That's Not actually that. really good. My, my only follow-up question for that, so my beer league team is... We're Mil- we're a Miller Light team, which I had never been a part of before, and I don't hate it. What is uh? What's the beer that's usually getting bought for your squad? It's always Labatt Blue, and if somebody doesn't bring Labatt Blue, there is a huge stink in the locker room about it. Really? Because so I'm a big like you know like I'm kind of a beer snob. Like I I drink different beers and shit. As I've gotten older, I've come to the realization that I can only drink light beer when I'm playing hockey. Like if I drink any other beer, it's gonna affect my play. Well, these beers are for after the game. Like, after the game, each player on the team has, like, two beers in the locker room. The only person who, like, openly drinks during the game is our goalie who keeps an IPA on top of the net. I don't know how he does that. And then uh, Jimmy Sheeran with his custom cooler. (laughs) It's a power move, dude. I mean, I respect the the little bat move. But, I mean, Miller Lights have really been hitting me home, and I've been enjoying those for sure. Oh, and one other thing. The one team – so we had a back-to-back. Our first game that we played – 3-3 tie. This team is first in the league. Their goalie played D2 at Franklin Pierce, and they they literally have like three three goals max a game. That's fucking confusing. So one, that's awesome for them to have a really good goalie. My team's kind of dealing with the same situation. But two, this is kind of out of left field. I know Franklin Pierce is really good, and I'm sure this kid's a really good hockey player. If you play, if you tell me you play D two sports, I'm like, did you really play college sports? Like D one, D three, D two is like, what is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, D two hockey is way worse than D three hockey, I think. But the kids still really fucking good, and like, they have one player on their team that can absolutely wheel, and then the rest of them are just like those role players that like, when you go by, you're gonna get slashed, and it's like, fuck, this is gonna suck. I don't want to break a stick. Like, they have an entire team full of those people. Wait, so d- is that really true that D two hockey is worse than D three hockey? I yeah, just there's, I think there's really only one conference with D two hockey. I don't know if it's worse. I just think that if most D two teams, if they play like Plattsburgh or Oswego, like, I don't think they're gonna take away in there yeah that's fair that's interesting i don't know man i just d2 hockey what the fuck's that about yeah but uh that was a beer league roundup good beer league roundup this week uh we will get into our patty b hotline but patty b ghosted us this week so uh if you guys have any calls <laughs> call in 518-309-2595 we like hearing your calls it's the same people why don't we branch out a little bit call in 518-309-2595 now we're going to get into dominic Morris heroes and zeros brought to you by Lagos sports Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. <coughs> All right, here we go. Laga sports time. Uh, heroes, zeros. My hero of the week goes to the Seattle franchise. And the only reason I did this is because I think it's kind of lame, but it's going to fuel your fire for another expansion team. Seattle's to announce their team name before the All-Star game. I think it's kind of a cool move just because the All-Star game to me isn't really all that cool anymore. And like now I'll tune in to see what they're called. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's a good like PR move. I will say this, though. 
So you just said that I'm getting I'm getting ready to hate the Seattle team. I'm not. So because here's my theory. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I don't think the NHL is going to let Seattle be as good as Vegas was. And I also it's think that Vegas. It's I don't the feel, same don't tell me that, dude. Don't tell me that. Under like, there's no way the Seattle team's going to be as good as the Vegas team. And because I think they're going to struggle more than Vegas did, I'm going to be a big Seattle guy. Uh, Seattle's going to be my number one expansion team. Uh, they're gonna. I, I hope they form a rivalry with the Vegas Golden Knights. I know they already have Arizona and everything like that, but Seattle's going to do it the right way. They're going to tank. They're going to rebuild, and then they're going to fucking fly to the top. So I'm already looking forward to Seattle, whatever they are being a more stand-up organization than the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, really quick. We didn't talk about this. Didn't another guy on the Vegas Golden Knights get popped for, like, PEDs or some shit? Uh, I didn't hear that. I don't know who it was. Ah, fuck. I can try to look it up really quick. But I just wanted to say, the Nate Schmidt thing, like, everyone talked about how, like, it was, like, just a little amount and it was a big mistake and all of this. I, there's something in the water going on in Vegas. I don't like it. So, oh, October uh, 17th, Golden Knights Ford, Valentin Zykoff spending 20 games for PEDs. Yeah. yeah, so coincidence? I don't think so. You know, you can say, like, something happens once and it's just like a flash in the pan. Oops, that won't happen again. It happens twice, two years in a row, and your team's historically good for no reason. I'm calling yeah, bullshit. Yeah, but aren't we, like, an outlaw podcast? Like, wouldn't that be kind of giving them some street cred? I don't know, dude. I've been I've been fucking treading water trying to hate Vegas for so long. I'm just fucking trying to find anything I can, dude. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I'm sick of them. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Who's your hero of the week? Uh hero of the week is Ovechkin's quote on the Maple Leaf. So I said this earlier. We're an Ovechkin positive podcast. Uh, let me pull up the quote really quick. I'm not prepared. Oh, oh. So Ovechkin uh, talking about the Maple Leafs. They need to figure it out if they're playing for themselves or a Stanley Cup. And if they want to win, they need to play differently. I mean, I don't know why he said that. I don't know what question he was asked to say that. But yeah, that was out of nowhere. Yeah. I think they were playing each other or something like that, but I love but it. Still, like, dude, like that is like just unprovoked. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm also kind of a Maple Leaf hater. Uh, that's kind of known on this podcast, too. I just – I thought it was funny for Ovechkin to come out there and say hey, that. like. Hey, don't don't be hard on you're not a Maple Leaf hater you're you're a Maple Leaf truther. Yeah, I mean I, he's kind of right though, right? They took those huge contracts. People are out there. Shout out Noah, <clears throat> Noah Whiteside, our boy, Cookbag Music. Download their EP or some shit like that. He was out there saying that Babcock needs to let William Nylander uh, spread his wings and fly. I don't know if that's necessarily true. If I was a Leafs fan, I would be out on Babcock. But at what point do you have to say the Leafs are having their hot boy summer on Instagram and they? They really aren't where they should be to this point in the season. Like, enough's enough. All right, hot boy summer with the Leafs, dude. Uh, just a week for Ovechkin and his, like, quotes, man. The guy just throwing around just absolute A-plus stuff. Let me uh, – I have two zeros, so I'm just going to shout one out really quick, and then we'll go back to you. My first one's really quick, and I think I've talked about this before, but I just wanted a friendly reminder, and you can give your thoughts on it. I'm over the shootout. The three-on-three overtime is so fucking exciting. And, like, I remember when the shootout came out, like, however, like, a decade ago or whatever it was, and it was, like, so cool to see at the end of the game. All I want is more three-on-three or, like, two-on-two or some shit. It's, like, a it's a literal letdown to the hockey game at this point. Like, I just cut it. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, too. Like, I, I, when it first did come out, it seemed like the shootouts lasted longer, too. Like, that Merrick Malik between the legs, like. When they last long, it's pretty cool. But just seeing the same fucking dudes come in and just shoot and, like, not trying anything fucking cool, it just kind of gets old. Yeah, and, like, the guys who are really good and snipe, like, the goalie just stands still and gets sniped on. Like, it, it's not 
there's very like there's him. very few people in the league when they're up for a shootout where I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what he does. Like I can think of three. Uh, yeah, Pedersen on the Canucks, Patrick Kane, and Matt Zuccarello. Those are the, those are literally the only three people when they're up in the shootout. I'm like, this could be crazy. Maybe Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux has some sick moves too. But other than that, like, it's, it's, gone, it's yeah. like shooting. Yeah, I've got. It's gotten to the point where like I've seen the Forsberg move like 45 times now. Like mm-hmm. it's cool, but it's not that cool. Like I don't know. I just think the goals and the saves in overtime hockey are a thousand times better. Who was it? The Penguins played somebody the other night, and it was like four minutes of up and down overtime hockey. Uh, oh, it was Edmonton and Dreisaitl scored. That was sick. Nonstop at at on. Holy shit, I can't talk during overtime. Either Malkin, Crosby, McDavid, or Dreisaitl was on the ice hundred percent of the time, and there was not one blown whistle, and it was just back and forth. Like go from that to being like, all right, and next up is Alas Hemsky, like going for like a shootout goal. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm over it. Yeah, I mean. Back when, like, Oshie did it, I guess it was cool in, like, World Juniors and stuff. But, like, it'd be fucking even cooler if they did three-on-three with that shit. Oh, my God. Can you imagine in the Olympics or, like, World Juniors if there was three-on-three? Incredible. Uh, What's your uh, zero of the week? My zero of the week goes to Jake Jakob Kindle. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, he always had, like, frosted tips in his uh, player profile photos. Exactly. So... I think we all remember that one commercial about sportsmanship where there's a basketball team and there's an inbound and the kid touches the ball and it goes to their team and he goes up to the coach. And he's like, Hey coach, but it touched me. I need, I need to tell the ref. And the coach is like, that's a lot of character, buddy. And then he does it. I've always hated that kid. I've always hated that shit. I've been brought up. You play to fucking win winners, win losers cry. That's how it's always been. Jakob Kindle playing in a league for your league. He gets tripped, but he doesn't really get tripped. The ref calls a penalty. The guy's arguing it. Kindle goes up to the ref and says, hey, man, I didn't get tripped. They wave off the penalty. As a teammate, how do you look that guy in the face and you're like, hey, dude, thanks for helping us win? Yeah, because here's the thing, dude. It doesn't even – I completely agree. It doesn't even come down to, like, right or wrong or sportsmanship. What Jakob Kindle has to fucking get through his thick skull is that at the end of the day, on the, on the, other, the other team is going to get a power play on a bullshit call that the refs made on your team. Like, it's going to like it's gonna go both ways. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be, like, taking away power plays for your team because it wasn't really a penalty. Like, that shit's going to happen to you, too. Like, and your job is to win the goddamn game. Like, you can't, you can't be doing that. So it's just stupid. We can't be having that. Uh, the only reasonable explanation that would be kind of okay is if Kendall was on the penalty kill. And he hated his power play. And they would practice, and he'd always trip his power play, and he's like, fuck these guys. Again, not really for your team, but it's still kind of like I'm a badass kind of thing instead of just being like, oh, hey, sir, you didn't trip me. Everything's okay, I promise. Yeah, dude, I agree. And then, right, I mean, Gordon Bombay said it best. So take the fall, act hurt, get indignant. The, do you remember um, just thinking about that movie too? Like Charlie Conway, dude, like he wouldn't drive. It's like get over yourself, man, like – you're not going to – there's a difference between, like, aggressive diving, I guess, and, like, just, like, kind of falling a little easy. But it's part of the sport. Like, whether we like it or not, like, I used to, like, get on my soapbox and scream about the Habs diving and shit. And maybe, like, I'm super biased because I love when the Bruins get power plays. But, like, when I – when the Bruins go on a penalty kill and it's, like, a bad call, unless it's, like, the Stanley Cup finals, like, I don't really give a shit. Like, it happens. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Charlie Conway didn't – fall down like his coach told him to fucked up d2 
he hands his jersey to somebody else. He's supposed to be the fucking captain of the team. Hands yeah. his jersey to somebody else for them to play in the game. There's no coincidence that the main Black Bears fucking came back and scored fucking nine unanswered goals to win them the game in the first game of the year against the Eden Hall Junior Varsity team. Charlie Conway, what if? Oh man, I'm woke on Charlie Conway, dude. Yeah, me too. Uh, I guess really quick, my other hero of the week. Uh, I don't. I retweeted this because like at first I thought it was cool, and then I got mad about it. David Pasternak's Porsche was like hit by some kid. The kid played hockey, and then he took a photo with Pasternak and like sent it to his dad. Look, I think it's cool. Like if I hit David Pasternak, I'd be like, oh shit. And Pasta seems like such a cool, like, relaxed guy. Um, the more, like, he's out in the media, it seems like he's just, like, a really chill guy. You can't be asking for a photo in that situation. You just ding that guy's Porsche up. Like, give me a break. Like, you can be like, dude, I'm a huge fan. It's awesome to meet you. I get that you want, like, proof that you hit David Pasternak's car. Just, like, sneak a creeper photo like the rest of us. Like, you don't need to pose for a photo. Guys yeah. got shit to the only thing I can think of is they had, like, a conversation about hockey before. Like, I don't think that guy's going to hit his car and be like, hey, by the way, while I'm here, can we take a selfie really quick? Like, do you think that's what he did? Yeah, but, like, you can have a conversation and then be like, oh, like, before we leave, can we get a photo? Like, I don't think they knew. Yeah, but it's like selling used cars. You get in there, you establish a rapport with the client, and, and then you kind of wheel them and deal them. Unless this kid just went fucking right out, be like, holy shit, David Pashnak, I know I just hit you. Can I get a quick pick? No. He was like, hey, Pashnak, you got 29 points in 14 games. I love you, man. You keep doing pasta. Eat pasta, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. By the way, you look great. Can I get a picture? If you did something like that, I'm okay with it. Because that, that's used car salesman one-on-one. Shout out, Whiteside. I just, my, my thing is like, when, if I'm Pashnak, I get back in my Porsche. Am I thinking to myself, that was a nice kid? Or am I thinking to myself like, fuck off, pal? Or, yeah, or I can't wait to go on social media three days later and watch a, see a picture of me getting my Porsche getting cucked by some dude and just hit it. Yeah, in his 97 fucking Honda Civic. Right. I thought the text to his dad was pretty funny, though. He's yeah. like, I just said Pasternak, and he's like, what? Picture. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to say I wouldn't try to do something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was, I don't know how old that kid was, but judging by his age, he was like 17 or 18. When I was that age, I was fucking parking my car the other way in the driveway so they couldn't see that I wrecked it. So, I mean, I guess that kid's a little more upstanding with his parents than I was. I also think his parents probably had a little bit of money, too. True. Good point. Not, yeah. Okay. Move on. <laughs> so now we are going to finally move on to our uh, three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars time. We talked about the mustaches earlier this podcast. It is November, and it's one of my favorite months because we get to do something that we wouldn't normally do. Uh, we kind of get a free pass, a hall pass, if you will. So I thought of uh, what are some other things that we wish that we could get away with for a month, a week, something along those lines. So, Hal, why don't you start us off? What's your third star? Yeah, so as we said, I'm on a business trip. I don't know about the people out there. I like to pack light. I bring a duffel bag and like a briefcase, and that's about it. Not a big suitcase guy. I don't believe in checking bags. Uh, but what that does is it creates an issue for my clothes. They all get wrinkled and shit. I don't give a shit if my clothes are wrinkly, especially at work. I know you need to look professional, but if I could go without ironing or creasing or folding my pants and just wear them however the fuck they were, that would be a better world for me. So my uh, third star is uh, wrinkled clothes. Your third star was literally my last like year and a half. I would wake up, put on wrinkled clothes, 
chill and my my dad would scream at me telling me that i look like a piece of shit so hey. i've been there <laughs> that would be nice if that could go without being yelled at so that's a good third star dude i'd love, I'd love me some wrinkly clothes man what's what's your take on so like a pair of like work pants you wear them to work you don't really do anything too much uh you get home after work you change right away are you washing those again or are you wearing them another time oh where dude i don't like, if I wear a pair of pants, I wear them for at least three times before I wash them. Ooh, because there's nothing – dude, there's nothing better than putting on a pair of pants that have already been worn and they're already kind of, like, worn in. And, oh. like, you don't feel like you're fucking just walking around with, like, so, like I don't know. With like, know. A, with, like, a moose knuckle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel that. I agree. Uh, what's your third, dude? Uh, actually, dude, funny that you mentioned that I wore a new pair of pants today. I bought a new pair of pants when I was up in Placid. And – I don't know if you get this, but, like, if you have to take a shit in new pants, it's always so uncomfortable having to get those undone. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got there. Cool. Way to have my back, dude. All right, my third star. Uh, (laughs) Purge of social media day. I don't know how this would work out, but I'd love to be able to be like, hey, I'm deleting your Twitter. Like, that'd be fucking pretty cool. There's a ton of people that'd be like, oh, you're gone. Don't have to see your opinions anymore. And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, kid, hit the block button. There's just something more to it where it's like, yeah, they're going to have to start all over from scratch. Yeah, no, what would be cool is, like, if you wanted to, like, remove somebody from, like, social media, uh, you had to, like, publicly tell everyone that it was your decision. Like, so everyone knew you were the person or was like, this person's out. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the captain now. Um, I like that, dude. Um, my number two... My number two star uh, for acceptable things or things I wish were acceptable uh, would be staying home because of diarrhea. So I don't get diarrhea that much. Like I, I usually have pretty healthy poops. But when you get when you get the squirts, dude, like it's not really a good reason to stay home. Like I've called out like once probably in my like professional life because of the Hershey squirts. But at the same time, like you kind of feel guilty in the back of your mind. I wish you could just text your boss and be like, listen uh there's a waterfall coming out my butthole right now like i'm not gonna make it in like maybe i'll check my email from home but like this just isn't happening and it would be like okay cool like you know what i mean a little less uh stress yeah all right uh my second star that's poop for poop warfare right there pal my uh my second star would be i like to have halloween in the summer like i think that'd be kind of cool halloween's always almost right where it's about to start snowing and shit i think you'd see a lot not that costumes aren't provocative now but i think that you would see a little bit more maybe a little bit more side boob in the summer so halloween in the summer sounds like a good time to me yeah my only problem with that is like a man a male for me with like my body like obviously halloween summer is just going to be like less clothes like i'm not i'm not ready for that that's like I'm not going to pool parties. I'm not like wearing exactly. So your costume, your costume would be pool party, and you just wear a white t-shirt and swim trunks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dude. All right, dude. You would fucking love that. I hate Halloween. Uh, number one star, dude. Of uh, something I wish I could get away with is just not responding to texts. Like, I can't. I can't stress this enough. Like when I don't respond to someone's text, it's not you. It's me. It's like literally me. Like I just can't. I don't have it in me to fucking talk to someone right now. Like. I don't think, like, people should, you know, put labels on me, say I'm, like, you know, not reliable, I uh, can't get a hold of Hal, stuff like that. Like, I wish that just wasn't a stigma. I just wish people would understand, like, not now, Hal. Like, it's like I, in this hotel room, I have the do not disturb thing up. I wish there was a way with text. It could be, like, Hal is not in a mental state to respond to your text. Please respect his decision as he is still uh, an allied friend family member, co-worker, he just doesn't have it right now. 
Buddy, as if that's not every day for your entire life. You wish that you could have a day for this. You do it anyway. I, I wish – that's here it is, Ken. I wish I could have that day where you wouldn't talk to me like that about it, man. <laughs> I wish I had the day that you understood. Yeah. You don't know what I'm going through. Dude, I had the squirts. I had to call into work yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what I'm going through, dude. You know what I mean? And that, and that's like – and I guess that's it, dude. I don't know. What do you – what's – What's your number one star? My number one star would just be to have like a sweatpants slash sweat short work day or work week. Here's my thing, guys. Girls can wear yoga pants to work pretty much whenever they want, right? Like as long as you dress it up with a nice shirt or girls call them blouses. If you have a nice blouse with some yoga pants, you can get away with it. Guys, we can never get away with wearing sweatpants, sweat shorts. Like even – during the summer, girls can wear dresses, sundresses. We got to wear these heavy-ass khakis and these heavy-ass cargo pants, and we got to sweat through our pants, and it's just the worst thing in the world. Give me a week where we can wear sweatpants or sweatshorts, and I'll be one happy camper, dude. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree in the sense that, like, I like sweatpants. I also like shorts in the summer, but a lot of people have the take, like, if you wear, like, shorts to the bar, you need to, like, grow up. It's like, you, it's like you fucking grow up, pal. Like, I'm not sweating. I'm not going to make that decision. And then in the wintertime, if I'm going to, like, the grocery store, like, even when I go to the grocery store sometimes, I feel like people are judging me. It's like, buddy, it's Saturday. I have sweatpants on. Get over it. Yeah, I hate feeling judged trying to be comfortable, man. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. I'm doing this new thing where I'm dressing up to work every day, except for Fridays. I'm going to make it a casual day where I wear like jeans and a shirt, which I normally do. And today was the first day of that. And let me tell you what, wearing a button up tucked in with a belt loafers and all this shit. It's just like, (sighs) what? Do you wear a tie? No, I didn't wear a tie. Maybe I'll wear a tie tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I also think maybe for you, like sometimes if you just like dress like a slob, but you put a blazer on, like maybe people will look the other way. Ooh. Maybe Friday I'll wear jeans, my Chevrolet t-shirt, and a blazer. (laughs) Chevy blazer. Yeah, that's a good move. That's a good move. I like that one. That was good. All right. So for a podcast that we didn't know was going to happen tonight, I think it went pretty well. Pretty good flow, dude. Um, Do you have anything else for the people at home? That's it. I mean, one thing I'll just toss out there. It's really quick. Bruins uh, Habs tomorrow night. I hope the rivalry gets back on track and it's like a bloodbath. I don't think it will be. I'm looking out for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's pretty much it. Did you have anything? Who would be a fair fight for Max Domi against Bruins? I don't know because Max Domi's kind of like a weird one where like he's kind of like a lightweight, but like he hasn't really fought anyone that tough. But I could see, I don't know, like maybe someone like I don't. I'm not gonna pick someone who normally fights. Like I would like to see like Brandon Carlo or Charlie McAvoy fight him, like a defenseman who has like four or five fights under their belt and like could handle him. I don't know. Did McAvoy get hurt tonight? Yeah, he like he like went head first into the post and was bleeding. Not a good luck, especially for a future Ranger. Not, I hate seeing shit like that. <laughs> dude, that's all I got, dude. All right, guys, thanks for uh, listening in, and we'll talk to you guys next hey, week. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. It's that boy Steve. Boom. <laughs>